Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of cricket handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. I'm not sure which I enjoyed more, Andy, how fun the end of the Open was, cashing a Cam Smith ticket, or watching Rory lose. Yeah, I I was on the fence. I'm like, God, I kind of want just like, I, I almost wanted Rory to win just for like the, the fans there wanted it so bad. And they would have gone nuts, but man, it was a, you can't, you can't fuck with an ending like that, man. Like Cam just went ballistic and really got to hand it to a guy who's able to put that kind of Sunday together. That was nutty. It just, I think Rory was minus money going into the, the final round to win it. It was like minus one twenty at a lot of books against the field. I was almost, you know, I really, really didn't think Hovland could win it. I was dangerously close to taking just a field bet. Some places will offer that. Just here's all the other guys because I couldn't decide. I'm like, I don't know if Young has it in him. I think Smith might, but I'm not sure if he can. And Hovland is, you know, Hovland might luck his way into it, even though I didn't believe it. So almost took a field bet. So chalk that up as bets I almost made. That was uh, that would have won good for me, but it was exciting. And then also um, the Barracuda, like that went on for the rest of the day. So I, I watched some I watched some extra golf. Who did win the Barracuda? Um, not my guy. So obviously, anyway. I forgot it was on. Yeah, Dan is saying my. Yeah, I don't know why my good. I don't know Shay Shay Reevy. I don't know why my good mic isn't coming through today. I'll have to. I'll check on that in a second. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, uh, it doesn't want to find my good mic today. So I'm talking through a goddamn, I don't know how bad it is, but I'm talking through the mic in my webcam, which is not great. Uh, But, yeah, 3M this week. Um, Yeah, I did want to mention I, I spent like 20 minutes doing some research, just putting together my rankings for Barracuda, and I put four outrights in for a small amount. All four of them were in the top ten when I checked on Sunday afternoon. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm alive. None of them won, but I guess good for me for almost getting it. I should have bet them all top twenty. Apparently, Smotherman was like seventy to one. He was playing well, so I had some chances to win the Cuda, but it is a weird event. The Stableford scoring is goofy. Maybe I'll spend a little more time on it next year because I sure didn't win any money betting the Open. I, uh, outrights weren't good. But the uh, matchups were decent. I think I made like half a unit on the matchups, but the outrights drug me down a little. So a little backwards week in golf, but I'm back where I'm comfortable. I want shitty golfers in the field <laughs> on a predictable course that turns into a possible punting contest and no, hardly any euros. Like that's and you're exactly going, right? What, yeah, that's exactly what I'm, and I'm going too. Yeah, I have. I've got some uh, credentials, so I'm going to head up there tomorrow, taking some practice rounds. I'll be doing some live stuff from the course. I'll send some pictures. I will, uh, I'll take some time, spend some time uh, cleaning any info. I don't know. You can ask people about, hey, what do you think of this course? Oh, it's easy. Like, if I putt well, I'm going to win. Like, that's basically what everybody should say. But we'll see if we can get some player interviews. And as you can see, there are a couple people that spent some time playing in the Open that are listed, watch that withdrawal list this week. Uh, Minneapolis to Scotland, not a great flight. Uh, a couple of these guys made the cut. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. We'll see Good how week committed. to bed early. 
yeah, we'll see how committed they are to truly playing. But Tony Finau is your favorite here, which does make sense. Uh, Matsuyama, Sungji right there. And then uh, some some of your Hadwins and McNeely's. McNeely was your your favorite. He was your favorite at the Barracuda. So he's just coming from Tahoe to Minneapolis. Davis Riley, Cam Davis, Tringali, Poston, and the winner last week, Chez Revi. I don't have anything yet. Um, it is a course that favors accuracy off the tee. You can bomb the shit out of this. They have a longer par, uh, medium-length par four that often they'll move the tee box up on and turn it into like a 350-yard par four. So that makes two drivable fours on this. Very drivable, or, you know, second-shot par fives that you can find some eagle opportunities. So it is going to be a scoring fest again. Winner should be 20, 25 under, and... I'm going to be looking for some guys with some accuracy off the tee with some length that can that have a history of just like getting hot with a putter once in a while. So I'll have a nice out red card, and I'm just excited to get into matchups on this one. This is a week I feel like I do well. Last year I had Johnny Vegas at a decent number, and he was right there. And, again, I went to the tournament, was there on Sunday, got to personally watch him burn the, burn the edges of two eagle putts down the stretch to lose by two. So. Maybe uh, less heartbreak this year for me. I should try to make it up on Sunday. If uh, if any one of my outrights is in contention, I will drive back to the golf course on Sunday, go take it in and cheer them on and watch a God, I don't know, Alex. Did you when you went to the US Open last year, did you sit and watch a bet like you were in on court for a bet you lost? No, I was at a court with a bet I thought I was going to lose. Angelique Kerber came back down the set to win two yeah. to one. But lucky enough, I hadn't actually bet on many matches that day, and we didn't stay for the night. That's for whatever reason, I have a lot of picks in the morning when we were there. But I got lucky. Yeah, it, it hits different watching it happen right then and there in front of you. But uh, you will not be in Palermo or Hamburg this weekend or this week. So you can just take these no. in from your right, right from wherever you stream your. Your tennis are right on your computer this week. It's a fun kind of week because Italy, for some reason, likes to start their tennis later. Um, I don't know why. They seem to have later start times than the Hamburg event, and they're in the same time zone as near as I can tell, but uh, it's kind of nice. So Hamburg will be a little bit earlier. Palermo um, basically will start kind of um, started around 8 o'clock or so Eastern time this morning as opposed to a little bit earlier, but a couple picks, um, something for us this afternoon in Palermo, and then everything else I believe is tomorrow. Uh, just a couple parlays in Palermo, some big favorites that I liked in matches. I uh, wasn't really comfortable taking the spreads, but saw value in all the money lines and was happy to put them together. We'll start with Paolini. She goes against Anna Carolina Schmedbola. Um, Schmedlova, excuse me, um, actually bet Paolini to win the tournament. So when outrights pop up again this afternoon, look to see if maybe you can get her. She's right around minus 160, basically, at this price. I had it closer to minus 180, minus 185 even. And then put her together with Anna Bondar, another outright that I actually bet here. She goes against Clara Burrell, only minus 200 in a match that I have her closer to minus 260. So put the two together, you get plus 145. And then Potty Diaz, someone I like to back quite a bit. She's minus 290. It, it sounds like a pretty big number. I have it closer to 350. Um, put her with Wang Ziyu and be careful. There are multiple Wangs this week. you got to know your Wang. Um, she's only minus 140 against Lucia Bronzetti. I think maybe a little bit of an overreaction to her possible fatigue at the end of uh, last week. She's had a couple days, should be okay. Put the two together, you get plus 130. And then a big underdog in Hamburg, 
Um, Annette Contivate really struggling, working through injuries, had a poor grass season, has barely played any tennis recently, and comes to this small event as a big seed. Uh, looks like a possible case of someone just taking a, a first-round check and kind of going on to whatever the next event is. Either way, this number is nuts to me. Uh, bar a plus 400, I have the sub plus 300. So I like the money line here quite a bit in the games, five and a half. I have it closer to four, um, almost four and a half as I start to tweak some stuff out. I mean, I generally build in some market numbers and that's kind of what pushes things. But if I just kind of had my clean number on this, I'd have it four and a little and about 290. So 400, five and a half, both look really good to me. We'll hopefully hope the big dog can get it done tomorrow morning. I was going to say, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm very excited to bet that one. And it looks like it is a tomorrow match. I hate yeah. not having order. Tomorrow morning as early as 4 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Hopefully it's 4 a.m. So it's just over when I wake up. That is my favorite kind of tennis. Although I do love watching tennis. I like watching tennis. I like watching tennis. I haven't bet more. I like stress-free, just watching good tennis. Not that I won't bet and watch. I did have the, did take in some Joker um, a couple weeks ago, as Kelly might have talked to me. Kelly talked me into an outright on that. So I had a guy, I had a guy, I had a guy I had to, you know, cheer for even though i don't like him as a person but, uh we've been doing it. it's like okay we've said this i'll bet on patrick reed so i'll bet on a lot of people i don't like if i think they can win um speaking of people i don't like the french <laughs> i'm just, just just see if food snaps in the chat but no i don't mind them i don't mind them. i wanted a certain bet this morning and you're gonna see a bunch of uh fine print i like this you uh you kind of artificially created your own bet here making two bets this is an interesting I, process i made a bet so if you ever see somebody and this is gonna i'm gonna be like hey andy this is dumb because when am i ever gonna use this this will come into play if you ever see anybody betting major league baseball minus one lines so very few books. I don't know. Maybe in the legal shops, that's something that is very prevalent and available. But it used to be really hard to bet a minus one. You can either bet the money line, which again you can't draw, so that's minus a half, or you can bet the run line, which minus one and a half. People want to bet minus one, and you can, you know, with the push probabilities, some people saw value in that. You can make yourself a minus one bet by betting the run line and the money line in again you take a certain amount of money and you put some on one and some on the other and then if it lands on one of course your money line wins and the winnings from your money line bet should exactly equal the amount you've staked on the run line so if it lands on one your money line bet wins your run line bet loses and that one pushes so your the winnings pay for the lost stake on the other one. I did the same thing with a, a team total. I wanted team total over two because one and a half was ridiculous and two and a half was kind of juicy. And at the end of this, I'm going to say, if you don't feel like this, just and you're just wanting to bet this recreationally, have a fun, and you're just putting a few bucks in this, just go bet the over two and a half. Bet online <laughs> had the biggest number I saw at plus 160. I wanted over two. So I used the minus one run line calculator for baseball, which you can find if you Google it. It's like Z code something. Everybody's used the same one for years. And again, if you had a hundred, and again, I've, I've been betting a hundred dollars or to win a hundred dollars on every one of these. So uh, I even have the, the staking amounts up there. So it told me, Hey Andy, you should bet 8270 
on the over one and a half goals at minus 215 and 3846 on the over two and a half at plus 160. So if it win, if you get two goals and I only win one of those bets, that 8270 pays 3846. You see how that pushes then? It just pays for the other bet. Give you no analysis on why I think this happened, but <laughs> for the most part, we've had a couple of dead, uh, dead rubbers, dead ties, whatever you want to call them, where a team had already advanced and was playing a team that was out. This is not the case here. France is through. In fact, they're through, and they've, you know, they've won their group because everyone else has done so poorly. Iceland is going to have to push a little. They are not out of it. Nobody else is out of it. In fact. The I think there's all three teams have a chance today, Italy, Belgium, and Iceland, to make their way into the second spot, qualify for the knockouts. But Iceland has it a lot tougher because they do have to play France. Again, we'll have to see what France puts out there for a lineup. But a lot of these matches where it's been a really good team, they don't want to end up just throwing in all the subs. Even if it's it doesn't matter. You've seen it from England. You've seen it from Germany. <clears throat> they put their starters in, even if they do, you know, full five subs right after halftime and get them all out. I've bet a couple first half overs. It worked once. It didn't work the second time. So I'm just going to take the team total over two. I think this pushes an awful lot. Um, or just bet the over two and a half or the total over. I don't care. That's what I'm betting today. <laughs> Minus one twenty one is what it came out to. Long explanation. And then in the other. The very final two matches of group play. We have seven of our eight teams that are advances decided. Like I said, Iceland, Italy, or Belgium will go on. And this is beautiful because I have a Sweden to win, to reach the semifinals. One of these shit heels will be Sweden's opponent. <laughs> Sweden should be favored over any of these teams, which is just lovely because I have them to essentially my make the semifinal bet is now a Sweden to advance in the next game that they play. And I believe I have like plus 150, plus 160 on that, maybe even higher. So I'm hoping so we get some chaos and we end up with someone bad coming through. Italy is probably the best side of the three. I think that's likely what you end up with. But uh, Belgium has been pesky, to say the least. And I will do the old, like I did against France, the both teams to score plus over one point, over 2.5 at plus 110. That's a prop I found at Bavada. So those are my two Euro bets. And that will close up shop on the Euros as far as the main part of group play goes through. And I don't even know if the next match is straight up tomorrow, 7.20. I don't think we have a match tomorrow. I think it's 20th, the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd are the semifinals. So we might take a day off from Euros tomorrow, which works out because I'm not on the show. All right. Well, if you got something, we'll get it through. I'll make Matt explain it. That's always fun. I like yeah, making make, Matt explain make, stuff make he doesn't Matt know. Explain that. Um, yeah, heading in, I... Even I am surprised that I'm doing well because some of my handicaps have been rough shot. And I do say I do want to say I've I've asked some questions behind the scenes from a few people. And again, food snob frog, I've talked to him a couple of times, like, hey, do you like this? And then when he says yes, like thank God, because that's all I could land on in this game. He really liked Austria too. I believe I bet him at like 169 plus 169 to uh on the pick'em. He took him straight up at like, you know two and a half to one. So he's made more money than me, but I am by my tracking 
up five units betting on women's soccer. So I've done something that uh, I just wanted to get to the final and not have to bet a bunch. So right now we're just, <laughs> we're protecting the fort. No um, chase bet. No chase bet. No, no chase, no chase betting. We don't have to chase. We are going to chase tonight, though, because it is the home run derby, baby. I'm pretty excited about this. Speaking of stuff we don't know anything about. We did. uh, We had some good conversations in the Slack this morning, and we went back and forth. We shared some articles. There was a a modicum of research this morning. I'll let you lead off with your home run derby thesis. So for me, I I watch this every year, and every year there's some batter that gets hosed by his pitcher. And it's somebody who picks his friend or his dad or somebody. And it's like, oh, boy, that's really nice. But this guy isn't ready to stand on a mound and throw a baseball consistently for two minutes like that. So I tried to focus on guys that, A, had a little bit of experience in the derby and, B, have taken the decision to pick their pitcher very seriously. And this year, just about everybody did except Corey Seager. Corey Seager's off my list. He picked his dad. That's real nice. All due respect to the Seager boys, but... It's probably not going to work out for them. But give me Juan Soto and, and give me Ronald Acuna Jr. The, um, Soto's on the top, Acuna's on the bottom. Again, both guys have some experience here. As I start to go through, I don't know why Soto isn't closer to the favorite here. I mean, it makes sense for Alonzo to be the favorite. He really seems to understand how to do this and, and how to make it work. He has arguably the best pitcher of anybody that's going to be out there throwing balls tonight. So that makes sense. But the Soto number to me looks like it should be much lower. And same with Acuna. Again, given how vulnerable um, Seager looks, and I'm curious to see, uh, Andy, what you have to say about Rodriguez, because I was a little worried about him because he was keep saying things like he's not going to try to hit the ball as hard as he possibly can. And we see that happen to some guys every year who have a lot of deep flyouts instead of home runs because it gets to be tough out there. But, yeah, give me Soto. Give me Acuna. I love the way that both of them have been prepping for this for a couple months. Love the pitchers they picked. And, sure, what the heck, they can hit a lot of home runs. Why not? Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of that can happen. We haven't uh, gotten to our draw. Uh, Drew's not up and at him yet, apparently, because he's the one that puts it together. But yeah, we do the uh, the be the the FSN home run derby pool draft thing. I think I was in with Will Brinson last year, and we we ended up with the guy from the Royals. And I feel like he just had Alonso in the first round or something. Like, oh, he did really well, but he lost in the first round anyway. So I have gotten a guy to the final. It was at uh, your neck of the woods, Reese Hopkins. I Ooh. believe he made the final one year. He did. I I think yeah, in our pool, you get your money back, which is better than the alternative, how I've done every other year. But, yeah, I, I looked at this week's schedule, and I said, well, I'll bet, I'll bet the 3M. And I'll bet my women's euros. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to put much money down. There's no baseball. There's not a lot going on. And then suddenly I have like five or six home run derby bets right away. So I do agree with your Soto take. And Alonso is, I mean, he's experienced him. He seems to manage his, I don't know, manage his home run derbies well. He's just done so well in these. I can't take anything away from him. I don't know if he should be that big of a uh favorite but you can bet uh soto and alonso are, are your finalists at like plus 550 something like that i believe it's one of the favorites but i do agree with you on soto i probably will take a little nibble on that plus 550 but i also did the exact uh soto beats alonso in the final 12 to 1 i wanted to have a big old a big old number i did take a if you go over to bovada they have the exact um first four 
like the first round. It's like who wins all four of the first round ones, and you can pick those right. So, yeah, I, I did look at some of those. Patrick says Albert still puts on a show in batting practice, but his stamina will kill him tonight. That's kind of what we decided because he's a million years old. But it wouldn't surprise me if Pujols were able to sneak out a win. That's something I looked at an awful lot was like plus 275 just to get past the first round. I think he's probably dead after that. But there's some fun ones where you can say Alonzo, Soto, Rodriguez, and Pujols all advance. And it's like a 12 or 14 to 1 parlay. So I might be looking at some fun ones like that. I unfortunately do have to fade Pujols a little on longest home run. It's not Coors. He his two longest, but he's hit six home runs this year, guys. And his two longest ones are like 425. I know, granted, it's different in this sort of thing, and we see longer bombs, but man, this is not Coors. We're at sea level. I don't know how the humidity is going to be, but 459.5 is a lot. I'm paying big juice. I could have gone under 450 at minus 120. I said hell with it. I'm betting here. So, this is a juicy one again. I'm betting these all kind of smallish. And then uh, I did bet that Rodriguez over Seager as well. So the uh, 155 was the best price I found in that. I'm not as worried about Rodriguez. I think he's going to be fine hitting these out as long as his pitcher's good. If not, I guess I'm shitting out of luck on that one. But seems like he has a decent pitcher. I just I, I yeah, just get nervous I like, and people are like I'm just going to try to hit it over the wall. That never goes well. Yeah, hopefully he, he gets out there and figures out what his uh you know, you gotta get your stroke, you gotta get your you gotta get your uh I don't know, it's like a rhythm. You see the ones who really hit him a lot, they get a good rhythm. And that's again why it's hard to fade Alonzo in a lot of this. Like he knows what he's doing, he's done so much already. And the three peat would not surprise me, I guess. So good luck to us, good luck to you. If you um if you like somebody. Drop them in the YouTube chat or his son's Twitters. Let us know what you're betting on the Home Run Derby. If you are in the YouTube chat, hit the thumbs up because I like that. And, again, comments are good, too. Like I say, hey, hit the thumbs up. That helps Twitter. You know what or helps YouTube? You know what helps? Also, leave a comment. Do that. Even if it just say, hey, Andy, your hat looked nice today. Or there used to be a guy that just wrote comment, which I didn't. I don't know if Fine with that. actually like that. But, yeah, let us know who you think wins. Uh, our Italian friend, Mr. Strafacci, thinks says nobody surprised nobody likes Schwarber. I don't mind Schwarber. I just uh, I didn't like his price in this one. So again, thanks to our friends at FanDuel. Thanks to producer Dan and Alex. What do you say? Let's have a good Monday.